Good afternoon, everyone. I'm sitting here watching the um, CN. I'm watching CNN, and I'm watching the um, the election for the ju- uh, justice to take over Ruth Bader Jensen. And um, I don't know how I feel about her. And listening to her opening statements, uh, I did feel like she. Um, she overdone it. Uh, it was, it was just like reading off of a script when she should have been talking from her heart. The only thing that really got me, really, was the fact that she said she based her cases off of if it was her child or someone she knew. And to me, that's using your personal feelings in order to um, make a case or. Uh, win a case uh, it should not be based off of if it was her child or anyone she she knows because at that point then you would have to refuse that that case you would have to refuse the case and as the as the anchor on CNN she did say uh, she did ask the question would she be able to refuse any cases during an open election and my opinion is um yes she should be able to refuse it she should be willing and able to refuse it um until after the election really she's going in in the middle of election and this is not this is history being made because nobody has been appointed to um a seat in the middle of a, in the middle of an election, when President Obama tried to do it, they backed it out until after the election. So yeah, this is history being made. If your kids are around, it is important to let them watch this on TV. A lot of kids are at home, homeschooling, and this should be part of their homeschooling history should be part of their homeschooling and a lot of history is being made here the trump for instance the pandemic trump catches the pandemic uh because he refuses to he refused to um wear a mask i'm sorry yeah i'm trying to get my thoughts together he refused to wear a mask and the only thing that that he could have asked from the american people was to wear a mask and make sure that you're washing your hands uh every chance you get because it is now beginning to cool off allergies are now beginning to come up and out pretty soon the pneumonia uh, or the flu will be coming out. Like I said once before, you will not be able to tell the difference between all these things and COVID because they have the same symptoms. I asked my doctor not too long ago because I know by now I would have had the flu shot. When is the flu shot? When is the flu shot going to become available? They could not answer that question, and I ask that question every year, and I get a an answer like in the blink of an eye. It'll be available October, the end of October, the beginning of October. But they hadn't got the supplies yet for a flu shot. Those of you who has not taken the pneumonia shot, that's every five years, I think. 
uh, if I'm wrong, then you can you can correct me. I, I look for corrections, and I look to learn from you know my research and yours as well. However, it's pretty strange to me that the flu shot is not available yet. It's October, the middle of October, going on the middle of October. Next month is November. And then you have December, but will it be too late at that point? Because they're looking to for more deaths to occur in this season. The next season, they're looking to uh, have some vaccines available. But then my question is, who gets the vaccine? How much is the vaccine? Will Medicaid pay for the vaccine? Will Medicare pay for the vaccine? Who gets the vaccine? Are, is the vaccine only going to be available in the beginning for people with money? So you have to ask these questions because a lot of people have lost jobs due to COVID, have lost homes due to COVID, and it's really, really sad that people are losing their homes, especially with kids who can't go to school there are parents who cannot afford cable or the internet right now because their job has them halted. It broke my heart last week or the week before when so many jobs were cut from the airlines and they really did not know what it was they're going to do. I know here in North Carolina, they cut the unemployment. Well, unemployment was... Um, they altered it for COVID, but I'm not sure how many weeks that you get the money. I'm not sure of it. However, it's not enough to pay your rent, and it's not enough to buy food. It's not enough to buy necessities that you need for your home It's or yourself. It's not enough. And I'm pretty sure the court system... Um, for rent that is due or mortgages that is due it's like overcrowded because it's just so sad to me i ride down the street every day and i see tents where families have set up tents because they don't have anywhere to go so what happens on a rainy day when it's raining outside or it's cold outside at night uh, what happens to those families and it hurts my feelings because they have to endure this. I praise God every day that I am able to pay my rent, keep food in the house, a little food in the house. There's only three of us living in here, my daughter, my husband, and I. And I pray to God every day that we don't have to be in that situation. However, my husband is the breadwinner of the family because I have those pre-existing health conditions that they're trying to do away with. Now, the thing with the pre-existing health conditions is it involves COVID-19 because they don't know enough about the disease. Therefore, people are having... uh, they're having, like, for instance, one man, he he and his brother contract, 
contracted the disease, and they both went deaf. One's hearing came back, but the other one is still deaf. So if you think about it, if he goes to try to get some kind of insurance, they're going to take the fact that he's deaf into consideration because it's a pre-existing health condition. Someone went blind. That's a pre-existing health condition. If your respiratory system is messed up because at first they told us it was a respiratory disease, that's a pre-existing health condition that they're trying to do away with. Obamacare, they're trying to do away with. So if they do away with Obamacare, you know how many people are going to be without insurance? They can't get to the doctor. <laughs> going to be so many. This winter is going to be one for the books. Like I said, talk to your children. Tell them about history that's been made. Because if, if they're young kids, when they get old enough, they're going to read about it in history books. If there are any history books to read, think about it. Some schools don't have books for the kids to use. The only thing they have is what the teacher teaches them, and they have to be able to take good notes, and the website that they go to in order to complete the work. Very different from when we were in school, and we can take a book home and refer back to the book. Now they don't have books at all. They rely on Chromebooks only. It said, let's get some books back into these schools so kids can learn to read and they don't think they have to pick up a computer or a Chromebook or anything to read a book. It's on their phone. They can pick up a book on the phone. I myself, if I like the book, it's going on my bookshelf. Because I want the hard copy when I want to refer back to the book. But our kids need that old-fashioned teaching. And they're not getting it right now. So, I guess another thing that I'm wondering about is what happens to at the end of the year when it's time to pass some of these kids to the next grade. And they haven't had any of the curriculum that they needed in order to pass. I know for my niece, she's uh, 12. She's 12, and she's in school. And sometimes all the kids are trying to log on so they can get into the classroom, and, it, and the system crashes, and she has to wait until the system comes back up. And sometimes she's counted absent because the teacher can't see her because the system has crashed. So then they have to email the teacher to let them know, hey, I was in class. Isn't it sad? It's sad that our president knew about this in January and panicked because and told everyone that the reason he didn't say anything was because, was because he didn't want the American people to panic either which that's exactly what we're doing 
We don't know too much about the disease. I was talking to someone and, you know, they they told me in my lifetime, I remember AIDS being like this. No one knew a lot about AIDS. And then, you know, the time passed and, you know, yeah, we, we lost a lot of loved ones behind AIDS because we didn't know too much about the disease. So when it hit here, there were just a limited amount of medications. They didn't have the cocktails like they have now. Nobody wanted to admit that they had the disease. They had to go to the doctor if they got diagnosed with the disease. They had to get in touch with people who had come in contact with them, just like they're doing for COVID. Um, But if no one is talking and no one wants us to know that they had the disease, then I'm not understanding how they expect to make sure we have the best medication, make sure the doctors know what's going on, who to contact, their phone numbers, and so forth. Because with this disease, with this disease, COVID, you can be negative yesterday and positive today, and you don't know who you came in contact with. I myself have... I have kidney failure. Right now, I'm in in-center dialysis. You know how I many people come th- through there while I'm sitting there for four hours? You don't know who you're going to come in contact with. The nurses? The only thing they do when you come into the in-center is take your, take your temperature. They may ask you if, a few questions if, you're, if you've had a fever if you are coughing, if you have, you know, they have their line of symptoms that they go through. And everybody may be, everybody may not show the symptoms. They may be asymptomatic. A lot of people are asymptomatic who are walking around with this disease. And I'm sorry, I hate to say this, but Trump makes you wonder if he really had the disease. He likes to give himself a pat on the back, but he's out here with, you know, with the disease, with COVID, and he wants to surround himself with all these people. Why? If you know that this disease is not a joke and you said it once before, why would you expose yourself to other people and if you really don't care about yourself care about the american people you're supposed to be the one who sets the example he's still going on with business as usual the second debate biden said he wanted to do it virtually i really don't i really don't blame him for wanting to do it virtually but trump denied it and said that he, if he couldn't do it in person, he wasn't going to do it. So it hasn't been that way uh, for seven decades. It was seven decades ago when a debate was canceled. <laughs> seven decades. So I guess that he's being the first in seven decades. Pat on the back. He went to the hospital, he's out, and he feels better than he did 20 years ago. Pat on the back. 
all these medications, these drugs he's pushing, which I think he has a stake in them all. Pat on the back. So we have to, for ourselves, continue to distance ourselves, continue to wear masks, continue to wash your hands. It's, it's really bad out here and it's sad because you can't, if, you, if your loved ones contact COVID, you can't visit them in the hospital. If they pass, the only thing you're going to get is a phone call. I know from my cousin who was in a nursing home, and she passed. Uh, she had other pre-existing conditions, underlying conditions. She caught COVID. It took her maybe two days before she passed away. We did have a funeral. But what the funeral home told me was that they put him in a hazmat bag and then put him in a casket. But at least my cousins got to say goodbye maybe a day before. They were not there the day of. They got the phone call. And then they immediately started making um, funeral arrangements. It's sad because there are some people who don't even know that their loved ones had passed. And the only thing that they could do was put them in a wooden box and throw them over in a mass grave. That's just how much Trump thinks about us. There are a lot of Republicans who are trying to distance themselves from Trump. But then you have your loyal Republicans who want to, but it would go against everything they stand for if they went for Biden. Now, I'm not saying I'm a big Biden fan, but we have to choose one. Biden is the best of the two. Biden has been in office before. He didn't come from a reality show. He's not here to run the country as a reality show. He's here to do what he's supposed to do. And I'm pretty sure he's getting tips from Obama and um, Barack Obama and Michelle. So I'm pretty sure he knows what to do. And he spent eight years behind Obama. Eight years. It is time for us to get back to work. Bring the jobs back over here so people can work. Let's talk to the right people. And not only should you, if you have kids, I say this all the time, that can vote. Make it a family outing to get to the polls. No. I don't, I have grown kids myself and I tell them, do your research on who's running locally and presidentially. Locally, they passed the laws in North Carolina. North Carolina, South Carolina may have different laws. So do your research. You do not have to go inside that polling booth and pull straight Republican or straight Democrat. That's just all it is to it. It's about what works for you as an individual. It's not work. It's not what works for the someone beside you who's in the booth pulling the lever. It's what works for you. What do you want to see as a change? It's your voice. Your voice. And obviously, we need a change. Obviously, we have to have change from the top on down. So I'm going to jump off of here. 
I hope I left you with something to think about. Not everybody will agree with me about Trump, and that's okay. We're not supposed to have the same views. That's what makes us unique. I just think Trump is out for himself. I think that everything that falls out of Trump's mouth is a lie. I think that the American people are fed up with what they see and what they hear. 2020 has been the year of exposure. Uh, There are some people who lost friends, family, so forth. It's been a year of exposure that I can say if Trump didn't do anything else while he was in office for four years, he exposed a lot of people for who they really are. So I'll talk to you later, and you continue to have a great Monday. Thank you.